Hi, I'm Steve, and you're listening to Protoss because you're motivated to explore and understand more about the kingdom. I'm joined today by the founder of this podcast, Wayne Back, and Wayne draws on his personal, his professional and academic background to understand the kingdom and interpret scripture to support this understanding. Now, he's also a prolific author. He's written many books and online courses on the subject of the kingdom. You can find these resources at kingdomculture.com.au or on the teaching platform udemy.com. Hey, thanks, Steve. In our last podcast, we talked about some aspects of the nature of the kingdom. One of them that we referred to briefly and sort of say for this podcast was that the kingdom has a king. We look at the life of Jesus and we see that his message, his assignment, his passion and his purpose were not to establish a religion of rituals and rules, but rather to reintroduce a kingdom. So true. I think Christians have misunderstood or mistaken his purpose from the very start. For example, many of his initial followers, even whilst he was walking the earth the first time around, thought he was bringing some sort of political uprising that would overthrow the Romans' rule and reinstate the tribes of Israel as rulers over the land. In the following 2,000 years, including to this present moment, many see him as a founder of a religion and have transformed his teachings and methods into customs and his activities into rituals. And as you know, mate, I'm not fond of that word religion at all, or, or religion as I define it. And that definition for me is that religion is where people add rituals or customs or ceremonies and traditions. I think they do that in an attempt to either understand or control what is not understandable or controllable. And that is the spiritual realm or the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, I mean, I was actually doing a Bible study this week on the word mystery in the New Testament. Mm. And it's referred to over and over again. And Jesus says to the disciples, you get the mysteries of the kingdom. It's a mystery because it's not natural. It's not completely definable. It's not, it's not complete science or understandable. There's always a little bit of mystery about it. And I think religion tries to take the mystery out and tries to make everything definable and concrete. And uh, in some cases, they do it to control others. And cults are particularly good at using this sort of controlling strategy. That's right. But even in mainstream Christianity, we see traditions and rituals that, well, they're not scripturally based. For example, I can't find anywhere in the Bible that supports the concept of only eating fish on Good Friday. But I have so many friends who even not churchgoers that actually follow this practice because they've done that in their families for years and years. So that's just one of many examples of rituals and traditions created by people that aren't scripturally based. Every religion has its own sets of rules and we should really examine those in the light of Jesus' teaching about the kingdom because everything he did and said, his prayers, teaching, healings and miracles were focused on the kingdom, not a religious practice. Today we're going to look at lots of different scriptures Look at what Jesus and others said about the kingdom. In particular, we're going to be talking about how Jesus is the king of the kingdom. In Matthew 28, 18, it says he's been given all authority in heaven and on earth. In Ephesians 1, 20, that all things have been placed under his feet. In 1 Peter 3, that all authorities and powers have been made subject to him. And there's more, isn't there? He is now the ruler over the kings of the earth, Revelation 1.5. Mm. And of course, further in Revelation, I think 2, around 26 and 27, it says he has received power to rule the nations with a rod of iron. Absolutely. And 1, 1 Timothy 6, he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And 1 Corinthians 15, he must reign until all enemies are placed under his feet. Well, we'll be appealing to the boffins today because we're spitting out scriptures like there's no tomorrow, but the scriptures leave no doubt about Jesus' position. 
in reinforcing this point, Jesus used the term for my sake and for my kingdom's sake interchangeably. I believe that the degree to which all religions, Christian or otherwise, accept this is the degree to which they help people enter the kingdom. You could say that rediscovering the kingdom requires rediscovering the king. Oh, absolutely. As we rediscover the king, we enter more of the kingdom. Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. And so in rediscovering the king, we rediscover the door to the kingdom. In John fourteen six, he said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And so every understanding of the kingdom needs to have these truths at its core. And that truth confirms that the kingdom is available to all of us, right? That's right. And the king stands at the door to the kingdom as well as ruling and reigning in the kingdom. And Jesus was absolutely unequivocal in how we enter. It's through him. Good point. Religion might make up other rules, though. Some versions of religious Christianity can even introduce other doors, don't Mm. they? But scripture is clear. The only entrance is via him. Christian religion and other religions have struggled with how to handle Jesus for centuries. Yeah, why is that? Well, there's no doubt about his existence and his works. While physically he is a son of man, eyewitness accounts verify this. Even secular writings from authors around the time attest to Jesus. Yeah, that's true. You mentioned other religions there. I assume you mean non-Christian. How do they manage it? This is where some people have problems with Christians that they say, well, aren't there many ways to God? And, and really the scriptures say, well, actually, no. I mean, you and I see we have a, we have a journey of faith in Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And so it's our responsibility to talk about our journey. I mean, we're not really here to downplay other people's journeys and argue against world religions, but they need to count for Jesus in some way. And non-Christian Jews believe that Jesus was Mary's son, a wise, was a teacher, that is a rabbi, he performed miracles, claimed to be the Messiah and was crucified on the cross. Muslims believe Jesus was born of a virgin and he was a prophet, a wise teacher who worked miracles, ascended to heaven and will come again. They believe he is to be revered and respected. The Baha'i believe Jesus came from God, was a wise teacher, had a divine and human nature, worked miracles and was crucified and resurrected as an atonement for humanity. Hindus believe Jesus was a holy man, a wise teacher and a God with a small g. Mm-hmm. Buddhists <laughs> believe Jesus was an enlightened man and a wise teacher. New Age believers maintain Jesus was a wise moral teacher. We don't want to spend our time arguing religion versus religion because what this podcast is about is that we're saying, well, religion itself is not that a good thing. It's Jesus come to talk about a kingdom and that kingdom is available to all. Our responsibility is to communicate our journey and what we've discovered. That's so true. The kingdom is far bigger than any religion. But it's interesting. It does seem that all major religions feel they must account for Jesus, doesn't it? Yeah, we believe in the truth of the scripture. And what it says is that the only way people can access the kingdom of heaven and have any positive spiritual effect on their life is through Jesus. It doesn't matter what religion you're a part of. People find value in religion, whether it's a Christian religion or other religions. They provide a sense of community and people People want to find community and find their place in relationship in the broader sense. It can give structure to our lives. We can what we should do and what we shouldn't do and all this kind of stuff. It gives people meaning and it can give people a sense of being right or holy. And that's probably the more dangerous thing, this <laughs> sense of being, well, I'm right. And religion really does sort of help people to feel that they're right. And that, that kind of has some consequences where, where we actually read the scripture and we, we We can't really know that we're right entirely because it's a mystery. Back to that word mystery, that's a very good point. When you get into the stage of feeling you're right, you're into a place of judgment, aren't (laughs) you? And and as Billy Graham once said, it's the spirit's 
job to convict. It's God's job to judge, and it's our job to love. Correct. I think you told me that. Oh, I was just about to say, I'm glad you've been listening. Uh, I, I found that quote from Billy Graham and I, I just thought, gee, that guy, that guy knows what he's talking about. Absolutely. So so even what we're saying here, it, it is without judgment, but they're just verifiable facts on how other religions... Yeah, that's just how they treat Jesus. And Jesus is the door to the kingdom. And then people find Jesus to some degree in those places. Absolutely. And it just also verifies our earlier statement that all these religions are trying to create structures to work out how do we even handle this this uh, person, Jesus, who was a, a historical figure. It's not a figment of people's imagination. And how to handle this thing called the kingdom of, of heaven because we all have access. We all live and breathe and have our being within that space of the kingdom. What's the explanation for it? And this is where religions are birthed. Yeah, so to ask a very leading question then, suppose one person's attending a mosque and reads or hears about Jesus and puts his trust in him and follows his teachings, and another person attends a church and hears about the church vision and attends all their meetings and everything the church requires, which one's going to enter the kingdom of heaven? Obviously a baited question, Steve. (laughs) If Jesus is the door, it's the one who who comes to and through Jesus. Mm. It doesn't justify all that religion says and stands for in either case. The point is it's not the culture, the building, religion or denomination who are the door, it's Jesus. And the degree to which any religion helps people to Jesus is the degree to which they experience the blessings of the kingdom. And I'm sure based on some people's backgrounds and upbringings, they'll find that statement quite controversial. Uh, yeah, maybe so. This is our journey, Stephen. So we're, we're here to talk about our journey, our, our faith in Christ, our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And it's the truth according to Scripture. Jesus uh, is not only the door to the kingdom, but he's also the ruler of the kingdom in John 14, 16, that Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yeah, so he's not only the door, he's the way, he's the road we travel on, he's the truth, he's the way in which we travel, and he's the life, he's the result of that travel. We can further understand the kingdom by understanding Jesus' nature and character. Jesus used the terms for my sake and my kingdom's sake. The kingdom is a reflection of who he is. He's, he is good, merciful, just, kind, and, and long-suffering. and uh, That's what the kingdom is like. Mm. And there's even more qualities that he had, and they're all helpful in guiding us in understanding the kingdom better. We can understand more about the kingdom also in how he expressed and brought the kingdom through his miracles as well as his teachings. He said in Matthew twenty-five thirty-four, in a parable, says, The king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. A careful and honest look at the the scripture revealed that the fundamental message of the Bible is about a kingdom and a king. Yes, the Bible is not primarily about religion or rituals at all, but it's about establishing a kingdom rulership on this planet from the heavenly and spiritual realm. It's about a divine project of governing earth from heaven through humanity. In fact, you could say that the Bible is about a royal family mandating to colonise earth from heaven. Yeah, that's right. We are are citizens of heaven. We are ambassadors for Christ, it says. We are ministers of reconciliation. Mm. You know, our ministry is not, we're ministers of judgment. (laughs) We're ministers of reconciliation. Our job is to reconcile people to God, not to separate people from God through our view of of their life. And, you know, Jesus brought the good news of the kingdom of God As we said in the last podcast, Jesus referred to the church twice, but the word kingdom is mentioned well over a 100 times in the Gospels alone. And he started many of his teaching parables with a statement, the kingdom of heaven is like, 
dot, 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 <laughs> insert the teaching here. That's right. And that's, that's important to realize that Jesus' message was saying, hey, this is what the kingdom's like because it's, it's an unseen kingdom. It's not a natural kingdom. We don't get to perceive it with our natural faculties. He started his public teaching life on the kingdom. We mentioned these scriptures in the previous podcast, but they're worth referring to again in Mark 1.14. It says, now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel or the good news of the kingdom of God. Finished his resurrected life doing that as well. Yeah, buried within the first few scriptures of Acts is something that a lot of people miss is that uh, Jesus in resurrected form appeared to them over 40 days teaching them about the kingdom. That's quite a bit of stuff, I should imagine. After three years of teaching his disciples before being crucified, he then returns from death to give them a 40-day intensive on the kingdom. Yeah, and no matter how much we know at this point in time about the kingdom, I don't think I could do a 40-day intensive. I don't think I've got the material. <laughs> and so there's, there's more for us to discover. One of the important focuses is, is, is this, this word gospel, which means good news of the kingdom. So can you elaborate on that a bit on why it is the good news? Why is the kingdom of God the good news? Yeah, we're going to be exploring in the next podcast qualities of the kingdom. In brief, it's a place of life. It's a place of love. It's a place of complete wholeness. It's a place of abundance. And it's easily accessible. It's all around us. And uh, we're going to be looking more about the qualities of the kingdom in the following podcast. And then after that, really the spiritual nature, which we'll spend a few podcasts talking about because I know we, we both find that quite interesting. Mm, yeah, looking forward to that. What you say there is a critical point. When he referred to the gospel, it was the good news of the kingdom of heaven. It wasn't the good news of salvation, nor was it the good news of the church. No, I mean, it, it was it was the big picture of, hey, there's, a, there's an, another reality. There's a better reality. There's a bigger reality that you're living in, and I want you to reintroduce you to this reality. The early church's message followed on from Jesus' message from the kingdom. When the book of Acts describes what they spoke about, they talked about Jesus and the kingdom. So Jesus obviously didn't need to talk about himself, but he talked about the kingdom. And when he was, after he was crucified and so on, their message was about him and the kingdom he talked about in Acts eight twelve. It says about Philip that he preached things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. And about Paul in Acts 19, that it says he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. And in Acts 28, it says that he solemnly testified of the kingdom of God. And Acts 28, 31, it says he preached the, the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's amazing. All those scriptures you just uh, quoted from Acts were all after his ascension. So it's confirming we should be bringing the good news of the kingdom of heaven. That's right. In Matthew 24, in a later chapter, says, it says, And this gospel, or this good news of the kingdom, will be preached in all the world as a witness to the nations. Jesus preached the gospel, or good news. The disciples preached the gospel of Jesus and the kingdom. And so should we. We should preach, be preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom. Since all kingdom growth on earth comes from seeds, the kingdom comes into others' lives by us planting seeds in them. Those seeds are by bringing them the good news of the kingdom. That's right. And we can try to plant seeds of church attendance or other things, but they don't produce the same result as planting the good news of the kingdom. In this journey, it's essential for us to understand the king and the kingdom are inseparable. Otherwise, we can just we might think that the kingdom is simply a set of principles we apply to gain success. Our relationship with Jesus is always foundational and integral to any kingdom journey. It's one thing to acknowledge Jesus as king. It's another thing to live with him as his subjects. 
we can recognise the kingdom of God and yet choose not to live in it. Yeah, if we recognise his authority as king, we live in obedience to him. Uh, we're not living in a democracy. We're living in a kingdom and the kingdom has a king and he will be the Lord of our lives. Our experience we have about the kingdom is our good news of the kingdom that we can talk about with others. It's very good. It's not democracy. It's also not a dictatorship. That's it's right. a kingdom and we are royal subjects. Correct. That was well said. And I think that's a great place to finish for today, Wayne. Thanks, Steve. You've been listening to Protoss, a podcast that explores pursuing the kingdom. We hope you've enjoyed joining us. We look forward to digging deeper into understanding the kingdom of heaven next time we meet. Until then, I'm your host, Wayne Back. And I'm Steve Kyle. And we both wish you every success in your pursuit of more of the kingdom. Mm-hmm.